I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, dammit! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You wanted your file? I found you your file. You wanted out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you no use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlet. I knows you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was gonna love me? Who, who was gonna make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets your shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost it right this minute. When you and Guy come over and supper with us tonight, what do you say? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and we chant here. And my name is Colin Drucker, and what are you doing here? <laughs> I know, the line. I was, the entire time I was like, I can't wait for this ending, and it uh, did not disappoint. Oh, I mean, that's basically why I opened with it, because it was like, I the, I can't do the rest of this episode with you if I don't know how you felt about the ending. It was truly great, because, I mean, there's almost like three endings, right? It's like her leaving the uh, the rehab center, and then her kind of getting back to her life, and then she bumps into Gerhardt at the, yeah. at the florist, who I have opinions on, but we'll get to him. But I do love that he got that last moment. Yeah, I just I love the idea that it ends with this character you don't expect to get the final moment. And like yes. every time I watch that scene, just the way he like gathers himself and, and looks at her and goes, What are you doing here? And it I just oh my god, I, Freeze frame. I get, Yes. I was like, This is such a great choice. Like movies never end on this. You know? Yeah, it's definitely um What's the word here? Oh my goodness! I'm trying to think of his name. I, I want to do it on my own. Uh, it's, I won't say anything. I know uh, where you're going. Yeah, Alma Dovarian. There it is. Yes, yes, right. It, like it's that thing where, like, honestly, and folks, just to catch you up, yes. some people don't read the titles because they're daredevils. But <clears throat> we are here to talk about the BSAs of 2000's 28 Days. Uh, no zombies. No zombies. Yes. Here. Sandra Bullock, and um, this may be in my top five. I was thinking about this. My top five favorite movie endings. Oh, I love that. Yeah, agreed. I think it's just because I found him to be very annoying. I was like, "What accent are we going with here, Alan? Mm -hmm. Um, Who this guy, Alan Tudyk? Is that what it is? What we're gonna say? Who plays tough name to go through high school? I know, right? Yeah." Yeah. Um, who plays Gerhardt is a, is a gay German man, and I've seen him in other movies. I feel like he always is that sort of almost like a Philip Seymour Hoffman kind of guy, where he just shows up every once in a while. And these, I mean, obviously Philip Seymour Hoffman, you know, skyrocketed to pres- uh, prestige movies, but he's kind of like that one. What else is he in? I have to look it up. But um So I think he's in um I feel like he was in, he's been in some of these new iterations of Star Trek. Um or or no, I you know, and this is why because I feel like Ant- Alan Tudyk is like uh if you can't get Anthony Rapp, you know what I mean? And oh so I feel gosh, like Anthony yeah. Rapp is in Star Trek. And so this is really like we play Jag or No Jag with Grey's Anatomy. Now is it like Alan Tudyk or Anthony Rapp? Yes. I think 
Honestly, this is such a weird deep cut, but I remember him most from A Knight's Tale, which I feel like I only saw once, but I remember him being very funny and memorable enough for me to remember him, you know, all these years later. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's been in, I guess he's he's in more Star Wars things than Star. Yeah. My Alan Tudyk knowledge is limited, but what I remember him the most from is there was a... I think it was the original or it was a remake of Death at a Funeral where he plays a character who's like naked on the roof the whole time. Yeah, that sounds like an Alan Tudyk type, you know. I feel like he could play Kevin McKidd's brother who plays Owen on Grey's Anatomy. Yes! Oh my God, so like Anthony Rapp, Kevin McKidd, and Alan Tudyk in the all-male production of Chekhov's Three Sisters. Yes, exactly, yes. (laughs) But he's handsome. I think I feel like he's... He's got mm-hmm. that like blondish red hair. It's really it's nice. Yeah, he's, you know, he doesn't have monkey qualities, mm-hmm. but yet I find myself oddly attracted to him. Yes. Uh and this was his third movie. Oh wow. Well, yeah. For him. Um I can't Oh yeah, he was also in Death at a Funeral in 2007 where he was naked on the roof for much Perfect. of the movie. So, uh which I feel like is one of those things that also like because I think of him as a naked guy on the roof. I'm also kind of attracted to him, you know? Sure. Um, oh, you know who was in that movie as well? Mr. Darcy, Matthew McFadden. <gasps> uh, my forever Darcy. Everyone has their Darcy. Yeah. You know, I know you haven't watched all... I actually have not watched all the Pride and Prejudice. I know prejudices... I know that Colin yeah, Firth... It, you know, a lot of people are in the Colin Firth camp. Um, fine. I, I, I haven't I, seen I it, gotta, so who knows? I'm going to be hard pressed for Colin Firth to really beat out somebody else. He, I, you know, I just have never forgiven him for appearing on the cover of the of the poster of Magic in the Moonlight with Emma Stone doing baby hands. Lest like we that forget, ruined, yeah, ruined Colin Firth for me for the rest of my life. He's in Mamma Mia, though. <laughs> that didn't help either. Let me tell you something. That's true. <laughs> <Right there. laughs> uh. Oh my goodness. Well. Uh yeah this was this was my my request my suggestion 28 days which I think in terms of like a BSA lens I mean Elizabeth Perkins as Sandra Bullock's sister Lily is really like given prime BSA role but overall I think is a lovely little ensemble movie that I feel like I I, I didn't I don't know I'm looking at on IMDb like did it do well in the theaters I don't know I feel like it wasn't the fun Sandra Bullock like romantic comedy that people wanted it to be um yeah I feel like 28 days walked so that Rachel getting married could run mm, one of oh, those situations yeah you know it's it go ahead yeah. yeah no I was gonna say I never thought about that but they are there is a connection yeah, yeah wedding you know, it's just we're not spending the whole time at the wedding, but it's, you know, younger sister, um, alcoholic, in rehab. Yeah, rehab and just kind of. Yeah, it's like, was this Sandy's first attempt at like a, a gritty role? You know, it's it's interesting to think about that. I don't know her whole trajectory, but was this after like Speed 2 Cruise Control or something? Oh, it doesn't get any grittier than Speed 2. <laughs> um, well, let's see. So Sandra Bullock. Let's Sandy see. Because. Sandy B, I mean, the the big question is, like, is this pre or post Miss Congeniality? You know what I That's mean? That's true. <clears throat> I mean, this is pre, pre-congeniality. Okay. So, post Forces of Nature. I know you love that movie. It's one of my uh, favorites. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, I have to say, this is a great topic, to, and then we'll get into the movie, but let's start with Sandra Bullock. I 
love Sandra Bullock's career. I love, like, I I could jump in at any point with Sandra Bullock. I think the net is probably, like, the peak of early Sandra Bullock. Yes. I know people love speed, but I'm going to call for the net. I love that. I love that choice. I just saw the net, like, last year, I feel. I feel we might have talked about it on the pod. I think so, Young, yeah. Uh, sat me down, and he was like, it's time. And it was great. It's such a good movie. I, I fucking, like, I hadn't seen it until we did, like, an All Right Mary on it, a couple, maybe last year as well. And I just swooned. I, it was just so good. Um, you know, and there's While You Were Sleeping, there's Hope Floats, there's Practical Magic, oh, yeah. Force of Nature, Forces of Nature, which you love. I, I think you're right. I think 28 Days was the first thing she did that was, like, her as an established, like, Hollywood star doing something, you know, you could almost call Oscar bait, you know? Yeah, because I feel like, I don't know who, I mean, this is in my own timeline, of course. I came on, you know, she was first introduced to me through Speed, and she was like, and then it kind of just took off from there. So she's sort of this, like, romantic lead, but in action movies, which I feel is kind of hard to shake, but that she did shake it. I mean, there's a lot of versatility here. I I mean... I'm so glad that she's an Oscar winner, but I just feel like there's so many other things she's been in that it could have been her Oscar movie. Honestly, I would not hate if this was her Oscar movie. I think she's great. I really yeah. do. I mean, there it's like almost like an Anne Hathaway situation. Like, is she gritty enough to do this? And maybe that's not even the right type of word. But um, I think they're both I mean, interesting. Go ahead. I think that... No, I think actually what that's an interesting idea, but it, it's like similar with Anne Hathaway and Rachel getting married like at that point could Sandra Bullock kind of like get past her public persona and into playing this this kind of not always likable not always sympathetic role yes. and I feel like that was the same thing with Rachel getting married is like can you see past the Anne Hathaway to see the Kim that she's playing yeah I I mean, I feel I have not. I still have not seen Gravity. I know, I know, but I, you know, oh. I know. It's like I think it was something you suggested a while back, and I put it on my my list. No, the, quotes, yeah, the yeah, list. I have my yeah. list, and then there's the list. But I, yeah. I, I believe you. I believe that she's great. I've seen clips. I, I do not doubt it. Um, I would have loved to have seen her like get nominated for Miss Congeniality. I think she's perfect. The same with like Reese Witherspoon and Legally Blonde. I think both mm-hmm. of those are just so singular and like woven into the fabric of like pop culture as far as those leading ladies. Yeah, like the impact of those. Yeah. Ladies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll say Gravity is, uh, oh God, that is such a great movie. Oh, it's just such a good movie. Yeah. Oh, I just swooned for the movie, but it is so, Oh, stressful. Oh, gosh. The whole time. No. It's so stressful. But she is really phenomenal in it. And what, my favorite thing about Gravity, every time I talk about it, is that, like, everything about the production of it is so complex, but the story is super simple. Yeah. And I think that is just, like, the best part is, like, it's a really, really simple story done as complicated as possible. Yeah, again, it's like, I also feel like her and Reese had different or the same sort of trajectory, like their Oscar wins were for movies that they shouldn't have won for. And like Reese mm. Witherspoon should have won for Wild instead right. of Walk the Line. Right. And I feel right. that year was, if I'm correct, I feel that that was the year that Julianne Moore won for Still Alice. So I'm glad that Julianne got hers 
But, you know, and then Sandy B got nominated for Gravity, which she should have won. And I don't know who won that year. My Oscar trivia is failing me right now. Oh, I feel like we've talked about this before. Yeah, I, I think like... the year 2000... Um... All right. Oh, so, okay. Uh, through the magic of editing, either I've seamlessly edited or I have not seamlessly edited, and that's this disclaimer is, is coming in as abruptly as it is, but I, we, I did some searching around. So Gravity, the reason we talked about Sandra Bullock and Gravity recently was that that was the year Kate Blanchett won for Blue Jasmine, Ooh. but she beat out Merrill for August Osage County. Oh, my gosh. Yes. What a year. Yeah, as well as Amy Adams for American Hustle and Judy Dench for Pilomina. Yes. Uh, which is the only way I know how to say that name. <laughs> and uh and just, you know, for the namesake of of our podcast, best supporting actress that year was Lupita Nyong'o for Twelve Years a Slave. Nice. Up against Julia Roberts and August Osage County, Sally Hawkins and Blue Jasmine, Jennifer Ooh. Lawrence, American Hustle, and June Squibb in Nebraska. Love it. One day we'll have to do Nebraska. I think we've kind of yeah. hinted at that. And so the Aaron Brockovich year, because I think we were confusing. So that was the year that I think the, probably the reason we've talked about that is that was the year that, uh, yes, Ellen Burson was beat out by Julia Roberts yes. for Aaron Brockovich. And that's a robbery that, uh, you know, will go down in books. That's but uh, that also is the year that Marsha Gay Harden won for Pollock. And while it is a Best Supporting Actress win, I think we should never do Pollock. <laughs> I, I remember you saying that. I did see a clip. That was pretty great, though. It's on YouTube. It's like a two or three minute clip. But I that could have been the best part. And the rest of it is rubbish. I don't know. I bet it's great. It's Ed Harris. I'm being ridiculous. I bet it's great. Yeah. But there's just something about I think it's because when I was when I was in high school, my mom had Pollock on VHS <laughs> and I feel like she never fucking watched it. And it was just always in the drawer. I'm like, are you going to watch Pollock or not? So now I'm like, well, if you're not going to watch it, I'm not going to watch it. There we it. go. Solidarity. Yeah, exactly. I'm just trying to stand with my mother. <laughs> Have some respect. <laughs> um, well, speaking of which, let's talk about 28 Days. Yeah. So uh, this is, uh, yes, this is starring Sandra Bullock. This is written by Susanna Grant, who, speaking of Aaron Brockovich, wrote Aaron Brockovich. Whoa. Okay. How do you like that connection? What a pedigree there, yeah. Yeah. And it was directed by Betty Thomas, who has directed... Uh, the Brady Bunch movie. She was a crazy BSA in True Beverly Hills. Oh, her. Yes. It yeah. Is. Yeah. Um, she's, yeah, she has, uh, you know, I think, yeah, I would say I'm looking at her director. I feel like she's done a lot. Not that she, yeah. not that, yeah, not that she needs to do anything else, but the fact that she's done the Brady Bunch movies uh, is, or at least the first one. Oh, God should, bless her. Yeah. I mean, that was, that's a crowning achievement. So, um, so yeah, so that's kind of who's behind this starring Sandra Bullock, Sandra Bullock playing uh, Gwen Cummings, who is a uh, raging alcoholic in New York City, who ends up completely ruining uh, her sister Lily's wedding and crashing a limo into a house and ends up in rehab for 28 days. No zombies. Yeah, I I did not know what to expect. I mean, I, I had that sort of description going into it. And Dominic West, I mean, good Lord, is he sexy, but I just hated him so much. Who plays Jasper? And, like, every British guy who's named Jasper in a movie is automatically going, going to be, like, hot trash. You know, I mean, I've... Because oh, I've watched this movie so many times. I, I just... I could watch this movie... It, it, it's not quite League of Their Own level, but, like, it's one of those, like, I'm always in the mood for this movie. And I never like Jasper. I just... Ugh. I. 
find him insufferable. He, for those of you who don't know Dominic West, he was in The Wire. He played, he played, he played uh, Fred Casely in Chicago, the guy that like Roxy hooks up with in like the opening, uh-huh. like during, you know, all that jazz. He's also going to be playing Prince Charles in the new season of The Crown. The Crown. The Crown. Wow, that's some really generous casting of Prince Charles. Yeah, I feel like the nose is some I prosthetics mean- are going to be needed. King Charles. I know, lest we forget. Mm. My goodness. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, Lizzie. Um, yeah, I. Um, yeah. So the character of Jasper is just uh, not my BSA. I mean, I think Dominic West does a great job. I feel like I was there was at some point in this movie. I was like, oh man, if this movie was made in like the seventies, I could see Gwen being played by like Anne Bancroft. And Jasper being played by, like, Michael Caine. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. I also feel like because the movie also stars your uh, love of your life, Viggo Mortensen. Uh, Eddie, come on over. Eddie, the the drunk baseball player who, if this was made in the 70s, I feel like would be played by Robert Redford. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's so, you know? yeah. oh my God. Perfect. He's so hot in this. He's so hot in this. It's just... It's just disgusting. I I agree first. And this is like right before like he started to do Lord of the Rings too, which was like such a mm-hmm. transformation because I don't really love long hair. I think like my only guys that I like long hair on are Vigo and Jason Momoa and Jesus mm. Christ. <laughs> and Jesus Christ. He looks great Lord. with long hair. Yeah. And the Lord, of course. Yeah. yeah, I love when Jesus puts it up in a little man bun. Yeah, but there's something about... I mean, and he's... Uh, I feel like was wasn't he in Green Book? I feel that like awful movie. Yes. Who he also had like a southern accent. Um, either way, I love Vigo. Love. Where is Vigo from? Oh, oh, he he was born in New York. He's a he's a New Yorker. Yeah. Why do Why does he have like UK energy? You know what I mean? I thought he had like. He's... a... Yeah, it's like it's either as if he was from the UK or he's like a Matthew McConaughey type. You know? Yeah, um, I feel like he should be Swedish or something. I have no idea why I thought that. Well, here's what I'm seeing in his little biography. So his his father was Danish. His mother was American. His maternal grandfather was Canadian. So maybe you're picking up the Canadian. Maybe, yeah. Uh, his parents met in Norway. They wed and moved to New York where Vigo was born before they moved to South America. So... You know, he's got a little bit of international. I think we're picking up on that. He's, you know, there's a little bit of Canadian. There's a little bit of Argentinian. And, you know, uh, then he went to St. Lawrence University in Canton, New York. So that kind of grounded him again. Yeah, he's a three-time Oscar nominee. That's crazy. Oh. I, I, I couldn't. I mean, Green Book was the only one that I thought he would be nominated for. And he, it was. And then there's a movie in 2017 called Captain Fantastic. And then another movie called Eastern Promises in 2008. No, I believe Eastern Promises is where you see him fully nude. <gasps> oh my gosh! All right, it's like a whole like fight scene <gasps> in like a a steam room, and he's totally naked. Whoa, Alexa, cancel my plans. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to the video store. Yeah. Oh, I know. Go to the Red Box. Yes. Oh yeah. my goodness. But he serves his purpose in this movie. Like I, I like that she doesn't really end up with him at the end you know there's this sort of uh-huh. uh, you think that that's where this is going but what i think what i like about this is like yeah i mean you know i think they kind of address that when you're in rehab like yeah people 
hook up with each other and yeah. you know you got to work off some steam or you're in a weird place and you're looking for a, you know a, a quick high of some sort and i kind of feel like i never felt like gwen was ever considering eddie as like a romantic interest i think they have that moment on the couch where they kiss but it's yeah. like oh, oh, oh this like just got a little too intimate too quickly but i feel like you know, before she leaves, like when she sees him, you know, in the bed in his room with that other woman, I feel like it's, it, you know, they could have played that as like, oh my god, he's like, he's not being faithful to her, he's not really that interested in her. But to me, it just kind of felt like, oh yeah, neither of us are in a place to be anything more than just friends. And I think that felt very healthy. That like re- rehab is not a place to look for love. Yes. And I am glad that 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 didn't get betrayed at any point. Yeah, I feel like in a way, by her him not sleeping with her, that, that he's like protecting her in a way. I don't. I I mm-hmm. think that's they needed to concentrate more on themselves and specifically Gwen. So yeah, I think it works. And but I, on paper, like writing the script, like well, okay, they're gonna make out, but it just it works. You don't really need anything more than that. And they kind of get into a fight and, um. One I think, and it's interesting because, like, the fight is about how it's like he's pushing her to be honest with herself yes. and to be honest with him about who she is. And so I think that even then, it's not even like a fight that, like, oh, we were on this like romantic high and now we're disagreeing about something. Like, I it continues to be two people going through rehab together. Yes. You know, like it never. There's there's like a you know the, a, a moment like yeah when jasper comes to visit her and he sees them kind of having a close moment in the woods but i never think that anything's going to happen between eddie and gwen like and i'm so glad it wasn't eddie that she runs into in the plant store at the end you know same yeah i'm glad it was um gerhardt's i i think that is that's true it's like because of the the kiss slash like pushing pushing away on the couch it kind of just establishes that that's all it's going to be yeah, and I I think that was like it would take so much away from this movie to ha- try to like shoehorn a love story. In, yep, you know, agreed. Um, and, and did you? Because I mean, I love the ending, but then there is a little like mid credit scene. Oh, I did didn't you get stick that far. I didn't know. Oh, it's cute. So at the very like after some of the credits, then it cuts back to the um you know a, a car pulling up at the rehab, and it's the guy who plays Falcon on like uh. Uh, oh my gosh and and eddie comes up to him with a little with a little autograph book he's like oh i'd hate to do this but you know i'm a really big fan and the guy just goes oh you know like fuck off and walks away and it's like the last shot is just eddie kind of standing there a little forlorn with his with his autograph book and (laughs) it's kind of sweet because it's like oh he's like an outward soap opera fan now you know oh santa cruz i love that yeah santa cruz i so anyway, in terms of other people we meet at this rehab, I mean, couldn't could never could never be disappointed to see Margot Martindale pop up in a key ensemble role. Yeah, I mean, the definition of these are like this is every Margot Martindale role. You know, she's just like a a slice of peach pie. Yep, she's just like the sassy sassy lady Betty at the front desk. And, you know, she's she's kind of like Southern no-nonsense with with Gwen the whole time. And they have such a great little chemistry together. It made me want to see, like, interviews with Margot and Sandy together. Oh, gosh, you know? I bet they had such a great time on the press tour, you know? <laughs> yeah, they were they were both in Practical Magic, but I don't remember if they had any scenes together. Oh. But I just, they have such great chemistry in this movie. Oh. Yeah, I loved her. 
there's that great scene later where I guess uh, when uh, what's his name Daniel comes yeah. back, and you know uh, Gwen wants some of his advice for the script that she's written for Andrea, and you know Betty makes some joke about like oh get a room you two, and and then Gwen's like oh she made a joke, and I just like uh, yeah, I, I was like I could really watch the cute. two of you. T- dick around the whole movie all 28 days yeah it seemed like such an authentic laugh uh the second yeah. time around too when she made another right joke. right which is like you know use a condom oh another one oh <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah betty's great and like it's a great role as well because there's also throughout the movie there's betty making announcements of yes, different like yes yes you know workshops and sessions so she kind of gets to be like I feel like if this was a play, like she would get to have so many like audio cues. You oh know? yeah, it's it's. I feel like this is the second time we've talked about this reference. But the the kid who makes the announcements during uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Yes, yes, I love that. <laughs> He's such a point of reference. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh my god. Um, so also, you know, in terms of uh you know, all-star BSAs, Diane Ladd, uh, mother of Laura Dern, uh, as Bobby Jean, who seems to be a longtime patient at this clinic. Yeah, we didn't get her full story. You know what I mean? I feel like... Yeah, yeah. Her son's girlfriend or something moved in with him, and then they all started using, I guess. I don't really know. We kind of have to fill in the blanks uh, to some extent. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like it's worth mentioning that, like, the movie itself is, you know, it's an hour and 43 minutes, so it's a little past the 90-minute mark. But it would not have felt too long to me if it wanted to go to two hours. Yeah. uh, Give us more of those stories. Yeah. It's such an ensemble piece. And I I like Diane Ladd. I want, I want more of her. So I'm, you know, I'm looking for more Diane in my life. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I would, you know, her Oscar nomination for Alice doesn't live here anymore. I would say that would be that movie. I'm going to be honest is a bit of a slog. Okay. Um, Ellen Burstyn is great in it. And Diane Ladd doesn't come in until like an hour and 15 minutes oh, and geez. she's great. Okay. But like there are part, I just, I rem- I finally like watched that movie and I was like, this is Alice need, Al- Alice may not live here anymore. And I don't think I want to be here either. You <laughs> <Yeah>. know, like <laughs> I don't want to be here either, but uh, we could do, I think that she's also quite, quite wonderful and wild at heart. Is that the lipstick? With... Yes. That's Ooh, the lipstick. Okay. That's all I know about it is the lipstick. Yeah. But that is with, of course, Laura Dern. Uh, young lovers Sailor and Lula run from a variety of weirdos that Lula's mom has hired to kill Sailor. It's a David Lynch movie. Whoa. With Nicolas Cage, Willem Dafoe. Who else? Diane Ladd's in it. Oh, Isabella Rossellini. Oh, my. Sherilyn Fenn, Grace Abriskie. Those are like uh, Twin Peaks names. Harry Dean Stanton. Oh, my goodness. Are you oh. a Twin Peaks guy? I don't think we've talked about I'm not, but yeah. I would like to be. Okay. Uh, Love the uh, book. Yeah. Never been <laughs> but I'd yeah, like exactly. to be. But I'd have you. Are you? Have no, you I'm it? not. I uh, yeah. I just never got into it. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, uh, anyone listening, uh, give us an entry point for you know. Should we watch Twin Peaks? Yeah. Give us an um, episode, a BSA episode. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Especially for October, it's like weird, and you know. That's true. We do need to start considering our yes. like, you know, our spooky BSAs. Well, I mean, Wild at Heart, Diane Ladd was nominated for uh, Best Supporting Actress, so this might be a, a strong consideration. There we go. All right. Nice. So you put out the call, and, and Diane Ladd answered. 
Diane Ladd answered. So that's a nice feeling. And she's Is like, Laura I get to wear lipstick. Uh, lips- <laughs> I was going to say, I almost said lip sync and lipstick. I don't know where, what came out there, but uh, that was lipstick. cute when she said, you get to wear lipstick, though. But she was like, no, I'll, j- I'll ruin it. I'll ruin the play. Oh, I love that when they when they re, when they do Santa booze uh, yes, for Andrea's exit. My favorite part of that is when Diane Ladd, like she's playing, you know, like the mother or whatever, and then she's she gets all upset at the doctor and she goes, "Get out of here!" and like puts her fingers. Yeah, in her it's mouth. good. Yeah, get out of here. Oh my god, she's so good. That's my favorite part. Yeah, get that was here. like, get out. Just a little taste. I'm like, I want more of that. Diane yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Diane Ladd is she's like got a good scream. She's she's Aurora. so good. Yeah, what else is she? I mean, God, she's been in fucking everything. Yeah. Um, but anybody listening, if you have a favorite Diane Ladd performance that you think we could queen out on that isn't Alice Doesn't Leave Her Anymore, because I get it. I love the show Alice that eventually was, you know, it, it gave birth to. Oh, my God. Why have I been sitting on this? Okay. Diane Ladd plays the character of Flo. And so the show Alice, have you heard? You, did you know the I show I know Alice? the show. Yeah, I've not seen an episode ever, though. So Alice with Linda Lavin yes. was kind of the spinoff, uh, you know, iteration of, uh, you know, Alice doesn't live here anymore. And they went through some different casting changes for Flo. Great, great actresses all around, but including Celia West. <gasps> That's what I thought. I could picture her like she's so beautiful, too. She's yeah. like, like bombshell. Yeah. Oh, she, she's stunning in it. Oh, my God. Yeah, we should do an episode of Alice sometime because it also has Beth, uh, what's your snakes, who was in company? Who oh. played, um, uh, who does the Not Getting Married Today? Oh, I love that. Beth Howell, or Beth I think ha- uh, we'll go with that. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, Beth Howell. Yeah, Howell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, really. It's kind of nuts that we haven't done an episode of Alice because it's got Celia Weston, Beth Howell. We sort of like Linda Lavin, I think. Yeah, of course. Um, and Vic Tabak, who's in it, who plays, um, what's his name? He's got kind of a hot, like, uh, Ed Asner quality that we should probably invest. Could get into that. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, anyway, we've, uh, we've gotten off into off a total rails, tangent. But that's okay. Yes. It's all... We're figuring out future episodes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, in terms of names, we also have Marianne Jean-Baptiste, who plays Rashonda, uh, and who I mostly know from this British movie by this guy, Mike Lee, who does very, like, improvisational kind of movies. But it's this movie that she did with Brenda Bledon called Secrets and Lies that is an actress fest. Oh, I love that. I thought we were um, going to get a scene with like her daughter, and I was I was buckled up and ready, and her son Darnell, who is played by Elijah Kelly, who played seaweed in the Hairspray movie. I knew he looked oh familiar, God. so I was excited for that. But yeah, I I wanted like a talking through tears moment. I know. I feel like she's such a good actress, and like there's so much, you know, as they say, gravitas, like in her voice, and we. I wanted more of her, certainly. Yeah, I I could have taken more, but if you want more, Marianne Jean Baptiste and like Brenda Blevin at like a twenty, a twenty eight and a half. Whoa, Secrets and Lies is a great movie. Excellent. Actually, let's see, because I know that there was some. Oscar nominations, but I'm just going to see if anyone was a best supporting actress because then we could like secrets and lies. You know, we could. Uh, sounds true. Sounds like an episode of uh, Santa Cruz. You know, it's it. It's, oh my lies. goodness, Marianne Jean Baptiste was nominated for best supporting <gasps> actress for Secrets and Lies. Maybe okay, we put that on a list. Maybe after the Spookies because it's not a spooky movie. Um, 
But that might be uh, actually that you know Leslie Manville's to... in it. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, oh yeah, Leslie Manville's in it. Um, but Brenda Blethyn, who's in The Witches, who I think we might, which we might talk yeah. about. So it might be a nice jumping point to have a little more Brenda Blethyn in our life oh, in my November. Gosh. It's all happening, everyone. Yeah, it's good to plan your Blethyns ahead. You know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Good Blevins. Where's my bread to Blevins? <laughs> That's good. That's really good. Future Blevins. Yes. Um, we love Brenda. Oh, we have, yes. I love a Brenda. You mm-hmm. know? A Vaccaro, a Blevin. Uh, it's delicious. Can't think of a third one. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, isn't there a Brenda Strong? Isn't that an actress? Sure. We'll go with that. Yeah. You know, go with that. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, I. I'm not super familiar with the actress Susan Krebs who plays Evelyn, who's like their their kind of uh the the doctor, you know, kind of leading their group. But I'm I'm just smitten with her. I don't know. I've I'm trying to see where I know her from, but I thought she was so good in this. Yeah, I mean she's kind of the the mediator in a way. I mean she's leading the group uh the I, I want to call it a class, but you know, when they all sit in the circle and they, they yeah. just, like, talk out group. group therapy. Yeah, we'll call mm-hmm. it. Um, but yeah, she, uh, very believable in a way, like the way that she's able to mediate. And of course, that's like uh, a compliment to the writing, but she just had that energy nailed down. Yeah, I just, I loved her vibe. I, if she was a therapist, I feel, I would feel good about, you know, talking about my life with her. I feel like I trust her. Yes, yes. I always trust um, female therapists. I've only had, well, I've had a male therapist too, but um, but there's something great about a female therapist. Yeah, who's like a little bit older. I feel like that's like, the, the, if I were to do like therapy again, I think that's my that's my target audience, you know? Yes, um, absolutely. I was just checking her. I mean, she's done a lot of TV. She did do an episode of ER in 1997. I don't see any Jag in here. <laughs> I just thought I'd name that. You know, we can always play Jag or no Jag. Right. But um, yeah, she hasn't done anything since 2015. So I hope she's just like sleeping on that 28 days money. Yeah, I hope she's doing she's all right. She's not dead. Oh, thank God. Good. Oh, I was so worried. Um and you know we uh, sort of a, a more sizable role in terms of uh, folks that Gwen meets at therapy, but then there's Azura Sky playing Andrea. Yeah, I thought this chick like I thought I've seen her before, but I think I'm getting her confused with some like '90s sitcom girl. Was it what's her face from like Who's the Boss or something like a, a young Alyssa Milano? No. Oh, what is her name? It's like, I don't even know a point of reference. So mm-hmm. that's something I'm going to have to figure out on my own. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, yeah, I can't, I don't even have the $25,000 pyramid question for you. But uh, yeah, well, we're I'll, not going to win I'll the Corolla. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. That's um, right. Just a, a Toyota Tercel. I'll take a Tercel. Yes. I, I need one. That's um, right. I mean, this is early in her career. She does feel super familiar. And I'm like, why does she feel like someone I have seen in a bunch of things? But I don't know what it is either. I Yeah, I looked at her stuff and nothing yeah. jumped out. Uh, you know what? Uh, there is, I feel like there is an actress from the nineties named Iona sky. And I think that's what I'm confusing her with. Sure. I, I think Andrea is great. It's, it's like, she has this, you know, rather unfortunate trajectory, but like, I, I love that you never had to leave rehab scene before, uh, when she's like mm-hmm. packing up her stuff. It's just heartbreaking to watch her. And even, you know, when her mom doesn't come to visit, it's, it's, it's pretty heavy. I mean, even heavier than I'd even say like all the Gwen stuff. 
Yeah, I would say that like this is really like cause she's also supposed to be just like seventeen years old, and yes. so this is someone who's been in rehab, in and out of rehab for a while, and you know seems like a lovely girl. You know, seems very nice, seems you know very sweet, loves soap operas. Like it, it's nice to kind of see, and they don't hammer it home at all. But like the Gwen taking kind of a maternal role with Andrea. And I feel like pairing that with the flashbacks that she's had of her own mother and her own yeah. issues, like, and even the idea of like Gwen kind of, instead of just being so focused on herself, being able to help somebody else or be able to support somebody else. I think they showed a really nice organic relationship between the two of them that ends, oh God, so tragically. Yeah, I think that's sort of a turning point for Gwen. That's like on her upswing of just like really kind of taking her life in her hands and like moving forward and there's like all this like great momentum and then and she finds Andrea in the bathroom and of course she overdosed not of course but you know it's it it did take me by surprise I didn't expect that because we got the Santa Cruz you know Mm -hmm. play in the lobby and I thought she was gonna she was gonna make it yeah the movie got to like such a feel-good moment and um, sorry, it sounded like I got choked up there, but my my uh, I got congested for a second. That's okay. <laughs> it was a good moment. And then it... <laughs> I mean, the end of the movie, I'll choke up. But this, I was like, it's just sad. It's just like, oh, that sucks. I mean, then they don't really reveal because she gets like a, a sock monkey in the mail. And it turns she out does. that's where the drugs were hiding. And so they don't really reveal like oh, who sent her the sock monkey yes, yes, and like yes. why this happened. But um but it's, you know, it, it's sort of an interesting, you know, it's it's not that she killed herself, but it almost paired with the whole, like, you've never left rehab before. It almost feels like suicide. Like, I'd rather just die than go through, like, relapsing again, you know? Yeah, it's harder on the outside. I, I didn't put the monkey together. Um, and I also, like... I feel again. I don't know anything about rehab, but like I feel like there would there would be some sort of like X ray machine or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That they would. And even the second time that Jasper came to the place, I'm like, why are they letting this bozo in there? Because he kidnapped one of the patients and took her out, and then she like, you know, caused trouble again. I don't know what they're just letting anyone in there. Yeah, I guess that you know, it, and whenever he comes, it always seems like he snuck in. Though even though he has a name I tag, I feel like yeah. if I was Betty, I wouldn't be giving you name tags. But that's uh, true. I figured it's like Betty's. You know, she ran to the toilets, and then you know right. he snuck up and wrote his name on something, and that's right. what I think happened. Uh, so yeah, so poor Andrea unfortunately overdoses, and um, and yeah, and I think this is it. Kind of finally gives Gwen. Not so much like the motivation. I think I think at this point she really just like surrenders to like I you know I I need my sister or like I just I don't know like things get very real at that point and that's when she calls Lily again, uh, played by Elizabeth Perkins, to come for that incredible lakeside visit. Oh, it's so good. They really do look like authentic sisters too. I thought that was great casting. I I think the the characters of Gwen and Lily, the casting, I mean, Elizabeth Perkins, who I, I really think is has such a great BSA role in this. Um mm-hmm. I feel like I would love to see her and Stalker Channing play sisters. Oh yeah. I feel like that's I've always thought about like God, Elizabeth Perkins, she reminds me of somebody else, and I think it's Stalker Channing. Um but it's I think in terms of also like these two girls who grew up with their father had abandoned them, their mother was a drunk. Like it's it's kind of perfect that Gwen is this like 
drunk mess in the city and Lily is this very put together, has her whole life in order, is getting married, like is clearly a little bit uptight. Like that makes sense that that's who she turned into. Yeah, I it, there was part of me as they were sitting on the bench too that I I wanted to see this like um what was the the Laura Linney and Cynthia Nixon play the little foxes or yes, whatever they uh-huh. roles. And I was like, I would love to see Elizabeth Perkins as like the drug addict or the, the alcoholic. Cause after her scene, cause I, I, I only know her from like other things, you know, other movies, but like weeds is one that sticks mm-hmm. out to me. And I, I would love to see that. Yeah. So that brings up the, like, where can we get like a really good Elizabeth Perkins fix? Like, yeah. What's her best episode of weeds yeah, or, or what's another, yeah she's great she's great i am always happy to see her but uh yeah is there like a movie that she's in or a show that she's in where it's like oh this is sharp objects that amy adams thing Mm -hmm. that we i still have not even pressed play on which is crazy because it has patricia clarkson i'll tell you i did and i think i just wasn't in the headspace for it because i was like oh my god patricia clarkson elizabeth perkins amy chris adams oh my chris, god. yeah right like i'm yeah. messing up myself just watching this <laughs> and i i just wasn't ready for it yet and so yeah. um sydney but, sweeney is in it too oh my god oh my god colin guess who else is in it <gasps> will chase who plays a one michael swift i know Matt. him yes. oh my god is celia weston in it Ugh, I wish. I wish. Oh my god. Um well, you know, this is something to this is something to investigate. How can we get more Elizabeth Perkins into our life? And and maybe it's sharp objects because Patricia Clarkson won like the Golden Globe and or the Emmy for supporting actress in a limited series for that. She's great. I I'll I think my first actually my first taste of Elizabeth Perkins was in Miracle on thirty fourth street, the remake with uh-huh. Dylan Dylan McDermott. Dermot, Dylan McDermott. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's the Dermot Mulrooney, Dylan McDermott. Yeah, Dylan, Dylan McDermott Mulrooney. Yeah. Yes. Um, and she's great in it. I mean, she's, you know, she's just the mom, but she's good. Not just the mom. How dare I say How that? How dare you? How dare I say that? She's great. She's got a, she rocks like a bold lip. I think she has a couple great scenes, to be honest. Maybe we'll huh. do that for Christmas. Maybe. That could be there fun. We go. Yeah. Oh, that could be fun. Maybe we could do that for Christmas. That'd be different, you know? Yeah. I'm clicking on it now to see if there's anyone else in there, like... Brenda Vaccaro is Bag Woman 7, you know? Yeah. I, rem- uh, I It's a good movie. I mean, I never saw the first one, but um, the the girl from Matilda's in it, of course. Yeah, Mara know. Wilson. Jane Leaves from Fa- Frasier. Oh, yes, she <laughs> is. Uh, Robert Prosky, who's very much a Philip Bosco type. He always plays that oh, kind yes. of... And he was in Mrs. Doubtfire as oh, the TV gosh. producer. Yes, of course. Oh my goodness. Allison Janney oh, as the is... woman. <laughs> I just saw it. I just saw it. The woman. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. Okay, well, I think it's been decided. We are going to be doing Miracle on 34th Street, the 1994 remake around Christmas time. I love that. Yay. Oh my God. Oh, look, I'm look, oh, look at her. She's so beautiful in that. Yeah, oh. she is. She has a great IMDb picture. Oh, who, Elizabeth Perkins? Oh, I was talking about Alice and Janney, sorry. Alice, yeah. Oh, Alice and Janney, of course. She has a great oh, idea. Oh, but she is beautiful in Miracle on 34th Street. This is Elizabeth Perkins. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I think that Elizabeth Perkins has a few great scenes in this movie, but I, I've i always loved, you know, towards the end when she comes to visit after Andrea dies, and, you know, they have that little, you know, scene by the lake, but 
it's that shot where like Sandra Bullock is sitting on the right facing us and then Lily sits down next to her kind of side saddle on the left and then it's just a single take while she does this little monologue about how you know Gwen always had this kind of mom energy and you know I always thought you knew that but like you know who was going to tell you that I wasn't going to tell you that and you know remembering about how when they were young and watching you know watching her walk home from school and how small she was and it is it is so like you watch it once to watch Elizabeth Perkins and then you watch it again to watch Sandra Bullock reacting like very very slowly breaking down and and then finally starting to break and Sandra Bullock's like, you know, I'm sorry I made it so hard to love me. And my favorite thing about this scene is that Lily starts to kind of break and react before she even finishes the sentence. And she's like, you make it hard not to love you. But she does it like before Gwen finishes the line. And it's yes, it is so perfect. And it's all a single take. And I just I was like, this is this is it. This is it. That's it, baby. <laughs> yeah. And even like the way that they grab each other because it's like a uh-huh. weird hug position and I'm like how is this going to work out but it just does and she calls her Gwenny when she gets yeah. loved oh, it's beautiful so beautiful it's just so good and and really like Sandra Bullock like actively listening and breaking yeah. it is oh she's so good at she's this. a star she's so good I also want to mention earlier in the movie just while we're praising Sandra Bullock she has that scene with Steve Buscemi who plays her counselor outside his office after she breaks her or she like sprains her foot yes yes and she's like you know I uh I, I feel like I can't breathe here and I, I feel like I can't the breathe and I feel shaking. Like my hands are shaking and like I feel like if I go to jail like this like I'm gonna die and I don't want to die and it's it's uh I'll say as a companion, uh, Sandra Bullock has a great scene on the phone with her mom in the net that is a similar level of like, oh, Sandy. Yeah. You, you just, you just are such a good actress. You're just so good in this. She is good. I I mean, we have to talk about Queen Steve Buscemi because I, yeah. what a role this is. I, one of my BSAs for sure. It's such a different role. It's such like you don't expect it, but it's so perfect that he would play someone who like because of how he looks he's like oh you've lived a life but you're not that person anymore yeah i mean i love how they meet like uh, having a cigarette by the lake or whatever Mm -hmm. and he said don't let your counselor find out that you are what was oh that he that she's interested in getting drugs because she asks him for like how do we get stuff in here and then he turns out to be your counselor and i i think i gasped i was like ah that's perfect yeah I, I love it. And and they have some great scenes together. Yeah. And I just, it's such a, like, he always plays such wackadoo characters. Yeah. And he is so, like, normal. It's kind of like when you see Rain Wilson, like, just as himself and not as Dwight. It's like, oh, yes. my God, you're just, like, you're just, like, level. Yeah. Even Keeled and, like, uh, sort of like the, oh, my goodness, um, uh, in Aaron Brockovich. Oh, the guy that was in Big Fish. Oh, yeah, uh, uh, Albert Finney. Yeah, like an Albert Finney sort of foil character, you know, and maybe not as, as we don't see him as much as Albert Finney. Ugh, I love him in that role, Albert Finney. Oh, I know. Oh. Uh, but uh, I thought he was so great in this and really just like a great performance by someone who otherwise is, you know, I, I always think of him in 30 Rock when he like dresses up as a high schooler and tries oh, to like, yeah. go, like go undercover. It's great. I mean, among the 500 other roles that he's played. 
Oh, yeah. Doesn't he like eventually he has like the alter ego of some woman and he just decides, like, actually, I think I am her. And, he, <laughs> yeah. and him in drag is just so oh, funny. Oh, my gosh. So good. Yes. Uh, well, you know, it, it, as you were, you know, we've, we've talked, Aaron Brockovich has come up at least three times in this conversation. Yeah. And, you know, we could do an Aaron Brockovich episode and really queen on Albert Finney. Uh, oh, yeah. It's also worth mentioning from a BSA standpoint, Mark Helgenberger is fucking yes. amazing in that movie. Sit down and have a fucking cup of coffee, Ed, you know? Ugh. Yeah, that, because there's a great scene towards the end where Marg does yes. some, like... Get out of the pool. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, it's, it was... I think that was in my first episode of In the Details. I think that was one of the yeah. scenes I talked about. So I... That's actually... We should put that on the on the list, because... Yeah, I'm writing uh, all of it down. We got Miracle on 34th yeah. Street, Brenda Blethen... And now we got and Diane Ladd. I'm just kind Diane of, Ladd, yes. uh, and and because that also has what's his name Aaron Eckhart in it. <gasps> Delicious, yeah, a Vigo yeah. type, if you will, a Vigo type, I absolutely. Love a Vigo type. That that uh, what's a, a cleft chin? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, a cleft <laughs> chin and like you know uh, the hair could use yeah. just like some love. Yes, know? but it's it it works. Ugh. But yeah, okay. but I'll love it. I'll love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I certainly will. Oh man, man! We just this has been a brainstorming session before it's even been an episode. I know, I yeah. It. Look out, yeah. I think the only person we haven't talked about is you know Nickelodeon's guts' his own Mike O'Malley, oh which my is how gosh, is the only yes. way I'll ever know him. Let's take it over to Mo for the leaderboard. Mo, oh, where's Mo? Yes, she's like, thank you, Mike. <laughs> thank you, Mike. In the <laughs> let's, <lead>. be <laughs> let's be bad. Let's be bad. Yes. That's smash reference. Yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah, I mean, Guts was ama- amazing. It was like the dream. But I didn't want to do the aggro crag. I wanted to do all the other like cool things. Mm. Yeah, Guts, I, I mean, watching it's it now, I wonder how I wonder how intense it feels now. Because as a kid, it just felt epic. It just felt like, oh, my God, this is like, this is nuts. Yeah, but it was like I, I wonder... Gladiators for kids, you know? Mm-hmm. And I felt kind of like the kind of sporty sister of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Oh, yes. That you know? stressed me out at the end with those temple guards. I don't think I'd oh, be able to do God. it. I'd be too scared. I always think about it. I saw this on BuzzFeed is uh, the host of that show talked about how it was, you know, this team that gets to the end and this girl, you know, it was up to her to kind of go through the temple and, you know, and she was just this like little squeaker of a thing there was there was no hope in hell that this girl was going to win and they were just kind of like all right well let's you know throw her to the wolves and she got through and god damn it she won and she (sighs) got through it and he said at the end everyone was crying he cried she was crying that that everyone was just so overwhelmed that she did it and it was just like it warmed my heart they have like oh my god everyone cried i love that Uh, she stacked (laughs) that monkey statue record time Right, and I just imagine him just like wearing that harness and those little cargo shorts, just like crying into his hands. I love that. Yeah, it's beautiful. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, Mike. Uh, but that's not Michael Malley. That's whatever his name was. Yeah, uh, I don't know. What's his snake? Yeah, what's his snakes? What's his snakes from Legend of the? Yeah, Temple? what color was that? Was there a snake? Silver snakes. Silver snakes. Yeah. I think I always wanted to be purple monkeys. Yeah, uh, Blue Barracuda, I think, was me. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good yes. one. Um, so, you know, 28 Days, uh, a, stacked, a stacked cast. You know what I loved about this movie is, is that it didn't do it, like, day four, like, as a subtitle. I thought it was, yes, yes, I love that. 
Yeah. Uh, it just kind of all flows through. And, uh, you know, from what I've read, you know, uh, Sandra Bullock, you know, spent some time in a rehab clinic to kind of get to know how it all worked. Sure. And, uh, and a lot of what, I guess, what happened to this movie was very accurate, including having to wear a sign saying like, yeah, you know, I loved that. confront me if I don't ask for help. And I was thinking about, God, what would my sign be? Oh, like, Lord. Sometimes, right? Yeah. Do you ever fantasize about therapy? Not that, not therapy, rehab. Do you ever, sure. Like, not that you want to have a drug problem, but just kind of like, man, just like four weeks to just work on me. And just you know? smoke and just, cigarettes all day, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like, I fantasize that I would lose weight, but I'd, I'd probably be gaining weight. From that candy shop, yeah. Yeah, I'd go nuts. But like, I don't know, my sign would probably say, confront me if I am... If I say I miss my cat, (laughs) I just, I miss my cat. That's all it says. Yeah, yeah. Confront me if I haven't talked about my cat in a while because I probably want to talk about him. Yeah. Yeah. Please ask me about my cat. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Yours would be confront me if I put something on the list. I know. Yeah. (laughs) If you're on the list, you're not. Yeah. (laughs) If if I've said I'll put it on the list, follow up. Yeah. Well, uh, I am so happy we got to visit this movie. I, I just, I think it's, it, it's just a delight. And I've always had that. I think we've talked about this at some point that like movies made in like the early 2000s. It's like, was anything good in the early 2000s? Was everything terrible? And no, there were tons of great movies. But I think this is a movie that sometimes I would forget and just think, oh, it's one of those 2000 movies. Yeah, it's, but I love going back and watching these movies because almost everyone in these movies like has done so much more like Margot Martindale mm-hmm. from Betty to like Emmy winner for justified and starring that, you know, starring playing Meryl Streep's sister in August Osage County. Like mm-hmm. I love looking at that. Yeah. And I think, I think really what maybe is, has, if anything has ever put me off about this movie is the poster. I think that's the yeah. biggest problem. It's terrible. It, it's, it's weird. It, it doesn't represent the movie at all. And it is totally a perfect example of like awful DVD covers in the early 2000s. Oh God. Yeah. It's so weird. It's like, it doesn't tell you anything about what this actually is. No, it's for anyone who doesn't know. It's, it's a picture of Sandra Bullock, like sitting, you know, cow backwards, reverse cowgirl on a bar stool, holding a shot glass, She's got a, you know, cardigan falling off of her shoulder and her hair is a mess and she's laughing. She's having a great time because she's a drunk. And the the little tagline is the life of the party, dot, 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 before she got a life. I mean, I hate it. I hate that. That doesn't say anything. Like, have her smoking a cigarette, like, out by the lake. Put her and Elizabeth Perkins on the cover, you know? Oh, yeah. Or just, like, have a shot of her, like, outside of therapy. Like, you know, it's that, you know, like, she's in the foreground and it's, like, the back of her looking up at, like, the therapy, you know, the, the, you know, the rehab clinic. Like, give us a little bit more. Um, Yeah, this looks like a a rom-com. Exactly. And that's the thing is I feel like people were probably disappointed that it wasn't. And I should have watched the trailer, I was just but say, I, just, I didn't either. Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to be insulted like that. You know, yeah. like I remember the TV commercials, and I remember there was a kind of a light tone. Like they, the commercials would love to show that scene of like I've had a bad day, and it's like, oh my god, she's being so crazy. But like, no, she's having a meltdown in group. You know? Yeah, and was Ugh. that a sort of like? Did they mean to push her that hard? You know what I mean? Like how everyone clapped, like that release of her, just like opening up was that what they were clapping for 
Yeah, I think it was kind of like, you know, the the point of this was to have a breakthrough. Yeah. And I don't know if they were like orchestrating that, but I think it was kind of like in this situation, breaking down and yelling at everyone is seen as like something positive that you're like, you've released something or you've admitted something. Yeah, Daniel, he scares me. I feel like I've seen him in every movie. Uh, Rennie Santoni, is that his name? Or did it autocorrect? Yeah, yeah, seen him uh, Rennie Santoni. You know, like he's just that guy. But he was, I was like, you need to cool it. Oh yeah, no, no calling anybody the f word. Yeah, Daniel. Um, I'll show you Leave an f word. Gerhard's alone. Yeah, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, what does your package look like? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'll give him that. I think that's the other thing too. Alan Tudyk. I think Alan is Alan Three Dick, as far as I saw <laughs> in this. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh my god! But between seeing him, you know, the naked on the roof and death in a funeral, and then the package, which was also a big part of the trailer. Um. In this has really sexualized Alan Tudyk in a way that is, yeah, I mean, that name, I just, that is, that is a real, I, that's a real tough name to go through so many years of junior high and high school. Maybe he was like cool enough to own it, you know? Maybe. I mean, his IMDB picture makes him, I I just swoon. I don't know. He looks like such a cool kid. Kevin McKidd. Yeah, yeah. God, I, I was trying. I was um, trying. No, no. I, honestly, I'm now. I'm here. I am talking about how awful his high school experience was. Listen to this. Uh, he went on. Well, okay. So he he attended. You know, Plano Plano Senior High in El Paso, Texas. So that probably wasn't great. But then in 1990, he went on to study drama at Lon Harris Lon Morris Junior College, which doesn't which sounds like an agency that doesn't exist. Sure. Um, while there, he was awarded the Academic Excellence Award for Drama and also named Most Likely to Succeed and Sophomore Beau, and he was an active member of Delta Pi Omega Fraternity. You know what? With a name like that and that much social success, God bless you, Alan Tudyk. Yeah, I feel like he's a, a pretty well-known voice actor. He voiced uh, Iago in the Aladdin remake with Will Smith. He was in Moana, um, oh. Zootopia. I, this is cool. Yeah, yeah, he's doing very well for himself. He um, is. So you know, and uh, and he was. I mean, people love the show Firefly that he was in. Oh um, yeah, that's like that's a, a small but yeah. mighty fan base there. Oh yeah, people love that show. It's just not my. It's not my my world. But um, people love that Nathan Fillion. They do. They do. I heard he was an he's asshole kinda... in real life, though. Oh really? And uh, he's handsome. I, like... I mean, for sure. He... He's got a, if he and Jason Bateman played brothers, I'd believe it. Quality. Yes, exactly. You know? Yes. Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, in a way, he and Jason Bateman are Stocker Channing and Elizabeth Perkins for me. You know, it's just, oh, yeah. even though Stocker Channing is older than Elizabeth Perkins, it's just that same, like, you, you guys, it's almost too similar. That's right. Like Sandra O oh and Shea Coulee. <laughs> it's like Sandra or Anne Dowd. That's right. That's right. That took place in a text uh, that, that Sandra was giving Anne Dowd energy on the red carpet at the Emmy Awards. There was something about it. There was sure. Just like the, I don't. I, it was just a, a, a vibe. And hey, it's a high compliment. I yeah, high I'd praise. love to give Anne Dowd any day. That's you know? right. I'd love to give it all to Justin uh, any day. Justin. Oh, Justin. Well, uh, you know. Uh, before we, we wrap things up, before we check out, uh, we do have one more segment of the episode, which is our PSA of the week, uh, in which we queen out on a performance or a food or a song or a thing or anything in our lives that's acting as the best supporting actress of our lives. Uh, what do you got? 
Uh, I have one runner-up. Um, I have never been... I do like sriracha, but I have never tried, and my dad told me about it, too, uh, Trader Joe's version of sriracha. Chira- sriracha, and it is <laughs> Sriracha so... P. Henson. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, I And it's so good. It, it's, like, sweet. I've been putting that shit on everything. It's so good. It's great on eggs. It's, you know, whatever you want. I. It's a newfound condiment, and I'm always... I'm always pro condiments. Well, let me tell you, this it might be a, it, I think it might be a slightly different flavor, but a similar, like highly recommended is um, chili crisp oil. You told me or that like, was your BSA the week, yes, or something like that. I yeah. got it. Like uh, I will, I'll send you some. I'm, I'm telling you, I've only had. I, should, I need to buy more, but it was a very similar to what you were just saying. Now, amazing on eggs, amazing mm. on like anything, like. Anything you you're so fucking good. Oh my god! I I think you treat yourself. You know, like maybe this sriracha p Henson and chili crisp together. Ugh. God knows what that would do. I love that. Is it spicy it just, though? I'm kind of a weenie. Is it was it crispy? <laughs> um, I think different brands are different spice levels. But the one I had, and I can send you which one yeah. I had, was it was. It was not too spicy. It was like the perfect. Ooh, I love that. I, I almost want to say like it was more umami, but I'm not. I don't know when. I don't know what. I that know means. what you mean, though. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, this is uh, this is a slight tangent, but you know what I bought and have been using recently? What? MSG. Oh, tell me about. I mean, I I just thought it was this magical ingredient that's in Chinese food, which I guess it is in a way too. But I, what is it? What is it? Taste Let me tell like? you something. It's so the reason I bring it up is because. Uh, apparently MSG is great at like bringing out the umami uh, of flavor profile uh. in food, uh, but from what I read, it's it's not the like dangerous chemical or like the addictive thing that we all think it is. That was all like it was. It's all fake, and it was all kind of um, orchestrated orchestrated and incorrectly tied to like Chinese food years ago to the point that now like Chinese food restaurants make a point of saying no MSG yeah, because there was just so many years of people being like, Oh, well Chinese food that's high in MSG. Basically it's all, it's all a myth. Like it's not, it's not, it's been considered safe by the FDA. Um, and I, I think it, I, it's not as like, salty is the best way it's not as salty as salt but i guess it still functions the way salt does okay um but i i can't tell i think it's bringing out the umami uh i i i feel like i need to test it more but i just decided you know what i'm it's 2022 it's too i need to find out what msg is all about um well i'm glad so yeah so anyway a voice for msg on this podcast spread the word yeah uh msg my bsa is msg (laughs) no it's not but um yeah watch this space you know either i'm gonna like have a heart attack and you know be out of commission for a few weeks yeah or you know i've just changed the face of my uh new platform yeah yeah exactly this is what i care about now Well, do you have another runner-up, or do you just have a BSA of the week this week? What do you got? I just, I think I just have a BSA of the week this week, so I can, yeah, go for I it. can, you know, uh, get her out of the way. So uh, we've talked about this on the Best Boarding After Show, but I, you know, I've been microdosing, mm-hmm. and I usually like nowadays mostly microdose with mushrooms, like you know, in the evening, like every three days or something like that, and because um, it kind of makes you sleepy and whatnot, but. I 
sometimes I'll take it a little bit earlier in the evening. And so there's, there's kind of a nice, like buzzy lully kind of chill. Like there's just like a nice feeling. Um, and it's like, you want to watch something that like, and I can recognize this from like doing like, like a lot, like, I don't, I feel like I, I feel like I'm so pretentious doing a, like doing a big mushroom trip. Like all of your senses get really heightened and like you really feel and music gets, sometimes it's almost overwhelming, you know? Yeah. And so when you microdose, you feel that a little bit where it's like some things I watch, I'm like, oh, this is just like too much. It's just too overwhelming right now. Okay. And so I was feeling that a little bit and I landed on, um, this like, you know, film noir movie from like the 1940s. And it was exactly what I needed. And I realized like, oh, and it doesn't have to just be film noir, but this just had, that's what I was on like IMDb watch list. And I was like, let me watch this movie. And, but I think in general, like that is like an old black and white movie, like a comedy, a drama, whatever is like such a perfect pairing because it's not too much. It's not too aggressive. It's not too violent. Uh, and I, I feel like there was a certain focus. I was able to just kind of sink in and like appreciate the storytelling and the cinematography. And I, and the movie was great. I got so sucked into it. Um, it was this movie called raw deal from 1948. It was, um, you know, a pretty straightforward story about like a guy who like, you know, breaks out of prison with the help of his, you know, lady friends. And then as they're trying to make their escape, things go awry and they eventually like, go to the house of this like social worker, social worker mama (laughs) who he'd been working with and like who might also be in love with him. And they end up kidnapping her and taking her car. And so like there's women in it the whole time, which is like the best part. And then there's Raymond Burr is like this villain and Raymond Burr was gay in real life. And his character is sort of vaguely implied might be gay. And so there's like a, a queer energy in it as well. And it was, and the movie is an hour and 18 minutes. Um, and it was just so good. And I was like, wow, this was exactly what I wanted. And it just was such a great feeling. And so my BSA is this movie, Raw Deal. It's a great movie. Sucked me in right away. But I guess overall my BSA was like the perfect synergy of microdosing and old Hollywood movies. Yeah. I mean, I loved our noir sort of phase that we had in 2021. I mean, I would love a noir Vember or something like that, you know? Oh, I mean, I'll tell you this, this movie would be a perfect, uh, because it was just, uh, it, it, the the two women the, and they were such great actresses but they're basically in it the whole time so there was like so few scenes of just men talking which is like the worst part of these movies sure great um, it would be fun to do some like yeah some some film noir bsas that might be fun i love it sign me up all right put that on the list put it on the list it's on the list perfect well what do you, what do you got i got some news y'all that um, after, oh my gosh, I mean, seven years of Keon and I being together and I don't want to say months and months of like trying to find, you know, the opportunity, I guess, or be granted the opportunity, but we are getting a dog. And oh. this by this time next week, it'll be day three. Uh, we found a beautiful, and it, it happened very quickly. I applied on a Wednesday. The foster mom reached out on a Thursday and called the references and did like a virtual house tour just to make sure that we're not, you know, hoarders and, you know, 
right. sane people. And then she's like, all right, well, come get yourself a dog. And we were like, what? And it's this whole week has just been like prepping and we're trying. Mm -hmm. I feel like we are having a child in a way. We would be those nervous dads that are like, make sure she's breathing, you know, during the night if she's sleeping long. But um, her name right now is Brittany because she was, uh, and I think this is like so appropriate. Her whole litter is um, named after like uh, pop divas. (laughs) So there was Mariah, there was Whitney, there was Christina and we got Britney for Britney Spears, which I love, but not really what we wanted to land on for a name. So we are changing it to Lucy. And I just can't wait. I'm I'm just uh, now I, I know about this, folks. Yes. So I'm in this is so I, I don't want to seem that I'm underreacting. You have no idea how excited I am about this. Oh my god. Yeah. I she is the sweetest goose she in is. all the land. She's a terrier and, mix. Sorry to interrupt, mm-hmm. but no, no, please. Terrier, yeah. terrier pit bull mix. Like to be on, like I, no one likes to advertise pit bulls, but like all pit bulls are really sweet. They are the sweetest little puppies. Yeah. Oh my god! Like I mean, and like any dog can be vicious. You know sure. what I mean? Like there are awful Chihuahuas. Jack Russell terriers, oh Chihuahuas. And I have met some just delightful little pit bull pit bull mixes. Mm-hmm. My ex's dog was a. a uh, boxer pit bull mix Ooh. and like the sweet and her name was Roxy Love uh, and was well, she's still alive she the sweetest lady in all the land and I can tell from the pictures of Lucy uh, that she is she's just gonna be a doll uh, and, and how old is she she's five months I feel like at this point she's probably about six because sometimes when you see that ad on like the website you know time mm-hmm. has gone by but I feel like she's somewhere in that range I, we don't know her birthday yet um, she was like kind of leafing through the adoption papers, but we were, you know, during our meet and greet with her, there was other things to be sorted out. So it'll all be ironed out, but I can't wait to find out what that, or maybe we'll make it up because I think the story was that like, she was left along with like her brothers and sisters, like in a crate on the side of the road. And her mother was in like a different crate, which is terrible. Aww. So she's so sweet. I cannot wait till she comes home and of course i'll be posting some pictures on our instagram in case anyone is curious oh my goodness i'm i'm it's just so exciting it's, and do it's you all happening. do you know if or did they tell you if she's going to get much bigger than this i mean she, i think she is the paws you can yeah. always tell by the paws as, as yeah. and one said you can tell by the hands. yes <laughs> Yes, of course. <laughs> and I do think, I don't think, females are typically a little smaller anyway, um, but I do think she has, uh, the foster said that she could double, and I was like, whoa, but we're fine with that. I mean, I don't think she'll, I, th- I feel like she'll be, if she was to get, like, full grown, maybe the size of, like, a lab, um, but That'd she be could great. be a little smaller, who knows, and, you know, we're going to love her regardless. I can't wait for her to yeah. come home. I think this is just so phenomenal. I think it, it's going to be. And Keon, of course, yes, infamously is, has not been a pet person. Yeah. And I I think in record time, like there's a subreddit on, on Reddit, obviously, of like dads who didn't want pets. And then it's like pictures of them like then like cuddling with the dog on the couch. Yes, and like, holding the umbrella you know, upset. over her outside yes. of the yard. Yes. Exactly. And I just, that's my prediction is that Keon is going to become, like they are going to be just, you know, inseparable. I hope so. Even when we met, I mean, I was taking a lot of the pictures anyway, but like she, she really took to Keon and um, I wouldn't even be upset about it if she liked him more because I feel like it, it just, it warms my heart to see them together and 
I can't wait. It's going to be a success story for the ages. Yeah. <laughs> and she'll have her own little relationship with you. She probably, she knows she has you in her pocket already. She's like, oh yeah, he's sold. Yes. The other one just needs a little buttering up. They are so smart. Yes. Like she, she's reading the two of you. You can tell from the pictures. It's just, yeah, she, she already knows that you're your mom. That's right. You know what yes. I mean? Your we're mom, gonna, Kian's dad. We're going to have arguments, you know. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be bad cop and he'll be good cop and I'm fine with that. Or he'll be bad cop. I feel like you're going to be good cop. I feel like you're going to be the one who lets her get away that's with true, it. That's true, yeah. But we'll see. But we'll see what happens. We'll see. I feel like maybe that's how it starts, and then suddenly you're the strict one, and he's like, oh, come on. Yeah. She could have a little more turkey in the bed. <laughs> turkey in the bed. That's his nightmare. Don't even say that. <laughs> Food in the bed, dogs in the bed. Oh, my goodness. Uh, right? Oh, my God. That's the best part is dogs in the yes. bed. Oh, my Saturday God. mornings. It's, it's heaven. Yeah. It's I, like, I, I mean. Yeah, it's it's eighty percent of the reason to get a dog is all of the cuddling. I know it's gonna be it's gonna be beautiful and you know a challenge. But she's a good pup. She she knows some things. She knows some commands. You know we're gonna get her into some training classes. It's all it's all happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe find a nice little Montessori for her yes. to go and learn through play, and maybe she you know gets on the swim team. There we you go. You know maybe a little equestrian. Oh my goodness. You know camp in the summer. I don't know. Visits for uh, to go see Santa. You know. Oh my goodness! Take her to Radio City Music Hall. You know. <laughs> yes. It'll be great. So more to come on Miss Lucy. Oh, can you believe it, girls? I know. She's coming home. Cabaret star. I love coming it. Uh, well folks on that note we are being played off and there's really nothing else you know to top that so i I can accept that i can accept that we're getting played off but but while this is happening where can folks find more of you they can find me on my other podcast the good vanilla which is a barefoot contessa podcast or you can follow me on instagram at nick kuchanov how about you well, you can find me on All Right Mary, where on Patreon we're about to start covering Drag Race UK Season 4 and are continuing our coverage of Drag Race Philippines. And uh, on the free feed, uh, the new Dragula Titans series we'll have uh, be doing for free. So that'll be coming out next month. Um, and then obviously in the details of Celebration of Nuance. And you can find me on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore or both of us in a best supporting capacity on Instagram at BSAPod. Or you can send us an email at thebsapod at gmail.com. I, if Miss Lucy doesn't have your peepers peeled, I don't know what's going to peel your peepers at this oh. point. But while they're peeled, I think it's worth mentioning that on Patreon, we are continuing our discussion of season one of Smash this week. It's the workshop, the Bernadette Peters episode. It's sweeps week over here at Smash. Yeah. Oh my is. god, it's a good one. Uh, and so, if you want to join us for that, there'll be a little, you know, a little sneaky preview on the main feed. But why don't you just go ahead and join us for the most previous six episodes of the next seven? Don't make me do math. Join us for the season at Patreon.com/slash BSA Pod. Yeah. In addition to, if you're not a Smash fan, which why wouldn't you be? watch along for the first time with us slash Colin and you can also get you know I feel like a ton of back episodes that we've recorded over the over the years here so why not why not why not five dollars a month what's the worst that could happen and that as they say is that's